It's Friday, and that means it's time to check in with GKB President Craig Karmazin. I literally had no idea until like that night when people called me and were like, you can't do that to people. Like he was literally crying and we were playing two-on-two basketball. Fridays with Mo. He can't bench the bar. No, he can now. He's been doing... Craig, what are you up to on the bench? you got to be up to what? Like 145? No, 140? No, 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 no. So no, I've no. been working out... GKB President Craig Karmazin on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking for work to the weekend. Weekend Friday, Friday. Get in town on Friday. The president of Good Karma Brands, Craig Karmazin, joins us as he does each and every Friday. You can listen to him Sunday Karma coming up this Sunday from 10 until noon. Good morning, Craig. Not the president. <laughs> That's what the Open says. I just go by with what the Open says. Just saying. I mean, you've worked in the company over half of your life at this point. <laughs> That's very true. You're not president? No. Oh. I'm the founder and CEO. Okay. Uh, I'll the president. Did you get your ring on Tuesday, or are you still waiting to get your ring? No, I think my ring, you know, somewhere in the late November, early December, I think my ring comes. Uh, but I will be getting one. Well, why not now? I don't... I mean, there's supply chain issues, and, oh. like, these are, like, big things, and I, you know, when they're ranking who needs to get it in time, like, I'm behind Jeff Teague. <laughs> I mean, Jeff Teague did get an A on a group project. Uh, will yours have a QR code? Will there be, like, highlights of you cheering from your seat as part of the QR code good at the bottom question. part of the ring? Good question. Ooh, good question. <laughs> like, my, mine will be, like... Me like wiring the money like when I invested like that'll be like the the highlight uh, of how I contribute to the team. Well, I, I would me, say like, I mean I mean I would say that one of the biggest highlights of your Bucks fan career is when we ran the um, go to a game with Craig Bucks promotion and the fan ended up like patting the pile after Chris Middleton hit a game winning shot and there was a dog pile right in front of your seats at the old Bradley Center. Yep. Oh, as well, that would be in my highlight film, as would the incessant texts that I was sending last year saying we needed to trade for P.J. Tucker. So I think that would be my highlight. I think we figured out my entire highlight reel. Will you wear the ring as a, as a necklace, since the ring is dual purpose? And I feel like the necklace is a more... No, it's not a ring. It's a, it's a, it has a purpose for anything but as a ring. But I, th- you- I, but I feel like it... it I feel it's more practical to wear as a necklace, Greg. Yeah. I don't think I will ever wear it in any way, shape, or form. I think it's something that you more bring places, you know, with the size and scale of it. I mean, people's hands were bleeding at the game the other night from wearing the thing for an hour. I mean, that's how big it is and how many diamonds are. It was literally within an hour of wearing it, it draws blood. Um, and these are on much tougher men's hands than me. So <laughs> I, I, I think. What Wait a I minute. Why does it draw blood? It's not tight. Diamonds, it's so big. It is, it is massive. All right. And it is. And the diamonds are wedging into your other fingers oh. because oh. it is so big. So it's not. And so it's drawing blood from the other fingers other than the ring finger. Yeah. Not the ring. Okay. Finger, I was about to say. I was the, very confused. No, but the diamonds are. So, I mean, this thing is so massive. And I have little, like, you know, like, all my fingers look like, 
you know, my pinky finger. Like, I don't have these massive hands. So I'm picturing it with the potential to, like, to crush my entire hand. But either way, I don't think I would be the one to wear the ring. I think it's more like I'll have to play the, like, hey, do you want me to bring it? Because I know people want to see it. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, they asked me to bring it, even though I'll kind of be excited to bring it. But I'll, I'll try to play it that way. Do you think this is going to be a new trend where other teams start to have the dual purpose ring? Just because I think, again, I think players, I, I think about like the ESPYs. Like if Giannis or Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday next year go to the ESPYs, I feel like wearing the championship ring as a necklace is a more, it's an easier accessory than the big ring. Dude, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing idea. And the, the Los Angeles Lakers, had worked with this company and, you know, the Lakers had uh, recommended this company to the Bucks, And, you know, so all of the teams talk to each other when it comes to this stuff. So I, I just don't know because assuming the Bucks are going to be getting rings done again next year, I don't know if you do the same thing. I guess you see how many people wear them this year and that's how you decide next year if you want to do the same thing and make it into a pendant again next year when they make the rings. How much does last night's Bucks Heat game matter? Um, I don't think. I mean, I don't think it can matter at all. I, I mean, I guess if, if 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 you're talking, I don't know what it matters. If you're saying how much could it matter, it could be the difference between having home court advantage and not having home court advantage, and losing a game seven in a postseason series. Like that's how much it could matter if you assume that home court matters by two or three points in a big game. So it could be the difference between, you know, winning a championship and not winning a championship. But likely it won't matter at all. But Miami could be good. I mean, they've... Yeah. To me, there's no question, where you know, where the Bucks are. But the question is, that how, how good might Miami be this year? I mean, I, I think Miami, if they stay healthy... Like, if, if you have Kyle Lowry healthy at the end of the season, and if Bam Adebayo is playing with the confidence that he had early in last season and not the shell of himself that we saw, you know, by the end of the year and in the postseason, Miami is an incredibly tough out. And they aren't just the Eastern Conference Finals candidate. They're, they're a legitimate candidate to win an NBA championship. Yeah, I guess. By the time I tuned in last night, Craig, like they were losing by a bunch, and it's like, okay, it's October. I really don't care. Like I'm gonna watch so yeah, I'm gonna watch I mean, a ton it, of it Bucks regular season games. And... I'm going to be entertained by them, but ultimately, the Bucks have entered Packers territory where we know they're going to be in the postseason. How good are they going to be in the postseason? Right, but the beauty of last year was I think people who went along for the whole ride, like you guys did. Like I remember you doing the topic, like. What are the things that matter? Like, what are we watching for in the regular season to see them get better with? Like, there's a different level of appreciation if you understand, like, watching Jordan Wara, you know, grow into the role that he may or may not have on this team. You know, watching what Grayson Allen is and learning what he does as a player. Seeing, you know, Semi Ojale once he comes back from injury, what kind of impact he can have. And, you know, I think there's so many interesting things because I think this team – is a deeper team than last year's team. So I think getting to know the personality of what this team is like and getting to see how Giannis seemingly 
may even be a little better based on, you know, how he peaked at the end of the last season. So I think, I think if you love basketball, it's just so fun to watch a team evolve who's already so good. Let's move on over to the Green Bay Packers. Do you trust the 5-1 and one Green Bay Packers? I, you are what your record is, but, and, and I don't think there's, you know, so many teams, like there's good teams up and down the NFC. And I said before the season that I thought every team in the NFC West was a Super Bowl contender. So there's a lot of teams that could be there. I keep thinking, I don't think the Packers are that good. But when you have Aaron Rodgers in a playoff game, I still like their chances against just about everyone. Um, I, you know, again, if the Buccaneers' secondaries as banged up as they are, yeah, I like I like the Packers' chances right now. But I don't. They're not. They're not. They don't feel like a five and one team. But to me, again, I there's not a lot of teams that they're going to match up with that I'll say, oh, they have no chance against. So they're five and one. They've covered in all five wins. Like what else? What else do you want from this team? I mean, Craig, good good teams win, but great teams cover. That's what I'm told. Yeah, it's it's bizarre, right? And you know, I, I don't know. If, again, depending on if you got the uh, Packers at minus two and a half against the Bengals, right? I yes, mean, so that's some what, yes, that's, that. yes, yeah. But they didn't some lose. They did not lose it. Yes, they didn't lose against the spread in that game, though. Right. Um, so they. You know, I, I, I mean, right, all the complaints about the defense, Homer's thing, like, you can't win without a top defense. Like, Homer's right. So, like, at some point that comes back to get you, right? And, and I don't know when it is. Next five I, games you know, after this one. But, but like, it, once they're in the postseason, like, you know, you have, again, you assume, like, the 15-1 and one team lost randomly to the Giants, right? Like, that's what I keep thinking about when Homer says it, and it's it branded in my head, right? Like, if you don't have an elite defense, someone in the postseason is going to beat you, even a team who you think has no chance to beat you. Finally, Craig, before we let you go this morning, um, with Halloween coming up, and we're, we're going to get into this a little bit because Homer had to step in for Greg Scalzo, and he was talking with Ben Brust a couple of days ago on Scalzo and Brust here on 94.5 ESPN, uh, and, and Ben found out that Homer stole some of his kids' Halloween candy when they were little. Do you steal some of Harper's Halloween candy after she comes back from trick-or-treating? No. I mean, it's we, we work on trades throughout. I mean, I have a, you know, I, I've been working this for years, so I have the chart. So, like, I am not going to get, like, a bad trade because I know she doesn't like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. But so, and I know what they're worth on the trade value chart. Yeah, they're way and up there. She undervalues right. the. I mean, man, you are getting exactly. a steal. Exactly, you taking advantage of your young daughter. I'm not taking advantage. I'm just trying to win the trade. I oh. mean, like if she, in her mind, if she's winning, you know, if, if she takes two dum dums in exchange for a Reese's peanut butter cup, and she's happy with it, then I know I'm winning on the trade value chart. Then. I'm not stealing candy from a baby, but I'm just, uh, you know, clearly outmaneuvering candy from a baby. (laughs) It's worse than taking it. (laughs) Appreciate the time, Craig. Thanks, guys.